Doug Eaton, thanks for your time this morning. Hey, Tim, thanks for having me on the show, and, you know, what a great way to to start the morning. Yeah, all right, let's roll right into what she's saying there. You're not doing anything to help contain the cost at Plant Vogel or to contain energy cost in Georgia. How do you plead? Oh, gosh, I'm so glad to address this. Uh, First of all, on Plant Vogel, as, as you know, Tim, the contractor for that project went bankrupt. And we've done a very good job of managing it and keeping it open just the last set of overruns, all of those costs were billed to the Southern company shareholders and not the ratepayers. So we've given this project a high level of scrutiny, but, you know, we need it. I mean, with, with the regulations that are coming out of Washington, D.C., there's no way that you're going to build another coal plant. And so if people want carbon-free, sustainable energy, you got to have nuclear in the baseload. And oh. then, you know, regarding the, the energy bills, Tim, it's so ridiculous. She's quoting some kind of a clickbait study online that incorporates gasoline prices and usage. You know, I I can't control – first of all, I can't control gasoline prices. I can't control how far people drive their cars. The PSC doesn't have anything to do with gasoline. But getting back to the electricity, we live in a very hot, humid climate. And short of, I don't know if this is what she wants to do, but short of controlling people's air conditioning thermostats, I can't control usage. What, what I can control is our rates, and our rates below remain below the national average. And that's what we've got to focus on. I mean, I, like I said, I, I can't control what people set their, I don't even want to control what people set their air conditioning thermostats at. You say uh, Chuck Eaton, Georgia Public Service Commissioner, I don't want to spend the whole time this morning talking about Vogel, but it is such a big story here. You say, well, we need Vogel. My understanding is, and and if I'm wrong, please set me straight here, but my understanding is that a huge chunk of the electricity that's ultimately generated by these two new reactors will go outside of Georgia. Well, I I don't know if it's a huge chunk. I mean, the way the grid works, is if we have excess capacity, it would make sense to sell it on the open market, and that money would be recovered back to ratepayers. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't be smart to, uh, to not sell that. But the reality is, is, is we need Vogel from a long-term planning perspective. This is a 60-year project. And so initially, you're going to have 2,000 megawatts coming online, and I'll be the first to make you don't go from one day not needing 2,000 megawatts to needing the full 2,000 megawatts. But the problem is, is you know, we've shut down about a third of our coal fleet due, due a lot to not being able to keep up with the regulations and the high costs associated with them. We've got an expanding economy here in Georgia, just created, created 750,000 new jobs. And then we've got other, uh, as I mentioned, other capacity coming offline. So if we're going to continue to fuel that economic prosperity that's going into this state, continue to attract manufacturing jobs, We've got to have the electric capacity. And, and like I said, the, the, the way the grid works, there's going to be some years where you're short on capacity and some years where you're long. I mean, there might be some years where we're buying it from some other state. But Vogel's a 60- to 80-year decision we're making here. Are we about to, uh, to have this battle again? I was talking with your colleague Tim Eccles in here just the other day, and I, I picked up on this elsewhere. There's some talk of having uh, nuclear reactor construction in Stewart County, West Georgia. I think it's just south of Columbus. Uh, is that just a gleam in somebody's eye, or is that something that, that could well happen? And should it happen? I, I, 
I, I would put it in, in the former right now, Sim- simply from what I referenced from a capacity standpoint. We're going to be putting 2,000 megawatts into the grid. We've got an IRP coming up next year, which is basically what we, what we determine that the demand for electricity is going to be for the next 20 years in this state. And I think after we put that 2,000 megawatts in, it's going to be a while before we need a major capacity project. Again, uh, Chuck Eaton, Georgia Public Service Commissioner on the re-election campaign trail. How many terms have you served on the PSC? I'm, I'm coming towards the end of my second term. And obviously I'm, I'm running and, and hope that people support me in my third term. How do you do that, by the way? Here it is. Uh, we're about to get into Christmas and the holidays, just roll through Thanksgiving. Uh, uh-huh. did, Public service commission seats aren't, I mean, all due respect, they're not top of mind anyway. People have had it up to here with the elections, the whole Brian Kemp, Stacey Abrams things. Can we just get this over with? People are saying, they're probably saying it to you. How do you go out there and, and first of all, remind people that you do need to vote on Tuesday? And, oh, by the way, vote for me. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the never-ending election is what it is. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe we can just keep it going. But, yeah, it is difficult because it's a low-profile race. Uh, it was frustrating personally because I got uh, 49.8% of the vote. If I just got 50%, I, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be in the runoff. But what you do, runoffs are, are on a down-ballot race. They're, they're low-turnout um, deals. And so you, you really you, you, you go after your base. You reach out to your base, the folks that have supported you all along, the folks that have promoted you, the folks that uh, want you in office. And you're right, it's, it's really – you're almost at a point where you're not convincing people to vote for you per se. You're just trying to convince them to vote because a lot of people aren't even aware there's an election. And so, you know, we're, we're out there just doing everything we can to remind my friends across the state of Georgia, my supporters. I mean, the problem that I had is that, that I, I was so close to not being in a runoff, you had major news out, outlets declaring me the winner. Mm-hmm. So for a week I had friends across the state of Georgia sending me congratulatory notes and emails and calling me up, and I had to say, no, 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 there's still an election. So it's just reminding folks that there's an election. Uh, the attacks that have come your way, the, the debate just the other day and some of the things she's saying out there, Lindy Miller saying out there on the campaign trail, this guy's just, just in the pockets of the energy companies. I mean, you hear this stuff. What do you do with it? I mean, I, I, I think my record speaks for itself. I mean, we've you know, Governor Deal is specifically, he's endorsed me, by the way, but he's specifically mentioned our competitive electricity rates in uh, on a very important factor in attracting these 750,000 manufacturing jobs to Georgia. They're not going to come here if our rates aren't competitive. Our residential rates remain below the national average. The average bill hasn't gone up one dime in seven years. I mean, people, you know, pe- people focus on Vogel and all the issues there, but what they don't realize is we've done a very good job of managing our generation during all of this, and we've been able to offset those costs with with other investments. We've been able to diversify that have lowered our rates, and so they they, they haven't gone up one dime. I mean that that's been the story that I'm shocked hasn't been covered, and so my record speaks for itself. I would tell people to 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 look at your bill, look at how it's it's. It's, your, your rates are less than the national average. Look at, look at the fact that it hasn't gone up. Um, it's, it's a very competitive rate. And, and, and what's funny is, you know, I, I know Lindy's held her press conference and everything, but uh, the Democrats 
have, have way, when it comes to third-party support, I mean, third-party spending, dark money, it's been astronomically higher than what the Republicans have had. And so whether it was Stacey Abrams or Lucy McBath or Lindy Miller, they all had it to the general. And, and frankly, it's probably what, what put myself and Brad into a runoff. You, you take away all of that money, all of that special interest money that was being spent on their behalf, and I'm, I'm Brad Raffensperger and I probably win the general election. And, uh, Chuck Eaton, candidate for a seat in the Georgia Public Service Commission, candidate for re-election to his seat on the Georgia Public Service Commission, Republican Eaton versus Democrat Lindy Miller. The election Tuesday of next week, the early voting. That wraps up today. Chuck Eaton, best of luck. Congratulations on making it this far, and we'll see what happens on Tuesday. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me on the show, Tim.